All right, running with the money. We're back for the final week of the regular season. Got Matt Gothard calling in with his picks in a little bit. I'm Mitch Michaels, and with me, an honorary member of the seventh floor crew, Kent Brown. You know what's funny about that? If they did another one, my brother was going to be part of it. They ended up not doing it, so therefore yeah. he wasn't part of it. But I did live. I lived on the seventh floor yeah. in Mahoney. There's Mahoney Pearson. That's yeah. where it all was. And uh, I'd have to say, I saw some shenanigans go down. I definitely did. I did not record any rap songs at the time. No. But I can neither confirm nor deny if we didn't discuss the possibility of we should do one. Because right. we had friends and there were yeah. players that lived right across the hall from us. Seven floor like, crew. It would have made sense. Was it like Tavares Gooden and John Beeson yeah, those are the guys that played with my brother. <laughs> yeah. And what Tavares Gooden said is he was number 52. Yeah, that's multiply right. multiply the right. numbers, yeah, exactly. you know what you get. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, my brother said that John Beeson was crying in the locker room afterwards because he knew his mom was going to be upset at him. <laughs> And Greg Olson was pretty disappointed because he knew his parents were not going to be happy. And then I think the rest of the guys didn't really care much. No, of course not. It was it Brandon Merriweather? Was he in there too? I Could think have been. Like he was on I know there. T. Good. Uh, <laughs> I forget. Yeah, I'd have to really listen to it again. Well, Greg Olson was better than expected. On the sp- <laughs> That's good to know. On the spirit of Thanksgiving, I thought we'd just bring that up. But we had an interesting week last week. It wasn't our best, wasn't our worst. We hit the money maker again, 8-4-1. If you follow us on Twitter, that is as I pointed out good enough to win the Pac-12 South and the Big 10 West. And so. the ACC Coastal. Yes. Speaking exactly. of the ACC Coastal, the University of Miami, my alma mater, their best offensive playmaker Jeff Thomas today, eh, decided to quit the team. So there you go. It's it's really it's really shaped up to be a great Miami football season. At least Notre Dame, for as bad as it's is been you, for Miami, yeah. it's been every bit as good for Notre Dame. So. Is your brother still calling Rosier loser? <laughs> I mean, he probably uses worse words than that now. But yes, yeah, he was. Uh, he's been on that one all year. Yeah, that was bad. Um, look, well, we gotta we gotta address uh, our worst miss last week. Iowa State got People of beat Iowa down by Texas. Disappointed me again. I will say though, they can come back this week. Uh, all the Hawkeyes have to do is win their last game against a three-win Nebraska team. I believe they're three and eight, or maybe four and seven. Whatever Nebraska. Four is. and seven. Iowa win that game, get me and Gothard that season over, and all is forgiven. But it's, Iowa State last week, just a bad, it's, a bad look. They were the worst team. It was. To finish. It was on Longhorn Network, so I almost think that the bets should be void. It was like in the back room, like no one saw. I mean, yeah, they were consenting, but. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It wasn't even. It wasn't even. It was a Tom uh, Herman special. Right. It was like. <laughs> they were, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of turnovers, and Iowa State was. You know, Texas was just tugging away at that football, but the Longhorns outplayed them. Like, what do, what do we want to say? Like, it wasn't like you can miss a game and be upset. Like, man, you know, the breaks didn't go your way. Texas was clearly dominant in that game. Yes. And I was riding high with Notre Dame. Our moneymaker hit easily. And this is so a Notre, easily. This is a Notre Dame team that had four red zone trips that they didn't even score touchdowns on. This could have been, it could have been like 60-3. to three. Like, Notre Dame that game, they left so many points on the board, and yet they still won by 33 points. I also think the flip side of that coin is, well, we'll, we'll get to that when we break down Syracuse-Boston College. But Syracuse looked a little vulnerable as well. I love me some Syracuse this week. Oh, plus seven. I might disagree there. That's that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, there was that Ohio State just barely surviving, getting lucky to survive. Thoughts and prayers to Urban Meyer because he clearly almost died. died yeah, they were the on life, life support. And Urban would, Meyer might be on life support. Who would have thought yeah, Bill Snyder is going to outlive Urban Meyer? I my never dad thought joked, that would happen. My dad joked this week and said, you know, what is up with Urban Meyer? He gets, it looks like every time there's a bad play that he just saw his kid get in a car wreck. And it is kind of how he looks. He looks so despondent and like as if like the worst thing is happening in front of him in that moment. It's like, dude, I understand he has that tumor or no, not tumor, but something. Cyst. It's like cyst. a cyst. Yeah. But nonetheless, relax a little bit. It's only football. Relax a little bit. There's no way he right. can keep this going at this pace. No, and I will say as well, they, they have issues. I mean, it was it was for once a good showing by the offense and Haskins they actually opened things up downfield and they needed to because their defense was getting gashed left and right Maryland's the the quarterback play was awesome I mean the run game the run defense was embarrassing by Ohio State but I will say 
one of my dad's friends who used to coach at Wisconsin and still kind of connect with the program said before the season, their safeties are going to be their downfall Ohio States. And they've been getting pushed around left and right. So um, we'll see what happens. The only thing saving grace for me going into this Michigan week is Michigan didn't look completely crisp themselves against Indiana. And I got to say, I hate Michigan as much as the next person. Indiana was taking some runs at them in that game. game. Yes. Oh, IU always plays them tough, but that's not an excuse. Michigan last week looked vulnerable. We'll discuss Ohio State, Michigan in much more detail, but Ohio State last week was, I don't know know if I, I I, I always hate when people say like they shouldn't have won that game. They made enough plays to win the game. They went down late, scored the touchdown, went to overtime, scored, and then got the stop. But Maryland probably had three, four, five opportunities to really put the nail in the coffin, and they never could close that casket. It's like an old casket match where you're this close, you're about ready to close that casket on the Undertaker, and his glove comes through and he stays alive. That was Ohio State last week. And what's funny is, even if Ohio State wins out, they need Oklahoma to lose. See, I'll say right I, now, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll say 100%. I'm going to go Ooh, 100%. Wow. If Oklahoma wins out, I'm not going to throw Washington State in because okay. that might not be. But if Oklahoma wins out, they're 100% getting in over Ohio State if they win. I don't agree with 100%. Well, okay, here's the thing. They're already six. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's 10. Yeah. Uh, they still have number 13, West Virginia, and number 14, Texas. Pretty good. Those are going to be two, and one of them's on the road. Right. And the other one's a team you lost to, which now you can recover and take that loss away, basically. For Ohio State, they have number four, Michigan. That's nice. But then they have Northwestern, who I guess is 19. It's better than expected. But Northwestern, there's no guarantee they even, you know, I don't know. I think overall, Ohio State might get up to five. But unless Oklahoma loses, they're not getting ahead of Oklahoma at this point. And the fact that the committee moved UCF ahead of Ohio State shows me that they don't think Ohio State's that good of a team. I think it was a punishment for how bad they played, how bad the defense looked against Maryland. But, um, I mean, I think anything is possible if Ohio State wins out. I absolutely think that they could pass Oklahoma if they went out. I don't. I don't they beat I, Michigan, and Michigan pass, has been rolling. They could pass Washington State. They I, they cannot pass Oklahoma I, if they Okay. I, I just – they got pretty close last year, and they got embarrassed by Iowa, lost that other game as well. So, I mean, I just – it's a much can. different, yeah, but it's a much different scenario. I don't scenario think Oklahoma's been beating the doors off people either, and we got to see how these games play out and what happens. But still, a long way to go. Uh, West Virginia just letting me down yet again. I'm going to ask you this question because I was with a couple Ohio State fans last Saturday. One of them said, and I kind of think that this is valid, that they're eh, Ohio State's like a top 15 type of team. And so, mm-hmm. what I'm, the question I'm going to ask you is, they're now ranked 10. Do they look more like the 15th best team or the 5th best team in the country? Because they're five spots away from both. To me, they look more like the 15th best team. Yeah, I mean, recently, yeah. But if they beat Michigan, I mean... Yeah, then they I'm not, look not, like the 12th best team. I mean, I'm not putting it on that point, but yeah. If they beat... Because you got to think, like, are they better than Central Florida if they play them tomorrow? I think so. No, I not think they right absolutely now. are. But, I mean, I'm not going to say they look good. We're going off of one game where they looked horrible. No, I'm going after... The Purdue game, mm-hmm. the Minnesota game, the Nebraska game, this game, the Michigan State game we can almost throw away because that's just odd for both teams. The Michigan State has no offense. Their defenses look bad against multiple offenses that aren't very good. So, again, I'm not – I mean, I'm already giving my lead and saying, you know, based on this, I am – I think Michigan beats them. Right. But the thing about Ohio State is they just look like – and really, I've been ripping Oklahoma's defense left and right, and I'll give you a lean on that one too. I don't necessarily love them on Friday night. But Ohio State's defense right now, they're not stopping anybody no, in the top not. ten if they play them. They're not. Anybody. Where I don't think Oklahoma is. I don't think Washington State is either. Washington State would. I, well, okay, top ten. We're talking like if these teams get to the playoff as a fourth seed, none of us are – we're not picking any of them to win, right? I, well, not if they're playing. They <laughs> exactly. Know. I mean, that's why I think this kind of is... It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right? I mean, at the end but of the day... I, I'll say the same thing if Clemson or Notre Dame plays Bama, too. Nobody's I, beating them. You have a clear top four right now? Mm. You don't think so? No, you could easily say that Georgia could be four over Michigan. I I would personally... I think right Georgia now, needs that win. Oh, well, okay. But I think talking, LSU yeah, by no, 20. No, that's... Well, who? Jo- Georgia? No, LSU beat Georgia. Or Sorry, sorry. Yeah. LSU beat Georgia. No, I, I... Okay, I see what you're saying. Georgia is the fifth team that if they, yeah, talent-wise and how they've been playing, yes. But 
for them for them to pull this off, they have to beat Bama, and are we saying that's going <laughs> to... No, no. That's, yeah. I no. just think Ohio State fans right now, there are some, and you are an Ohio State I guess State that's fan. fair then, because I was comparing them to everybody else. If we're comparing Ohio State, are they more like Georgia or the 15th best team? I'd say 15. But I think I think all those teams from like 6 to 10, it's a grab bag. They can beat each other on any given day. Yeah. Georgia, you're probably right. I'd say they're a step above everybody else. And then you have Notre Dame and Clemson, who are probably right where Georgia is, and then Bama is just in their own stratosphere. Yeah, I would say if you're going a true pecking order right now, Alabama's by itself. Clemson and Notre Dame are pretty similar. Georgia, Michigan are pretty similar. And then Wazoo, Oklahoma. And then I guess I would put UCF 8. I would personally have LSU ahead. I think if LSU plays Ohio State, they would beat them right now. But they're not going to end up ranked ahead of them if you guys went out. But UCF... I don't know. They look to be a more complete team than Ohio State I just, at this moment. And I don't want to trash on UCF as much as everybody. We just haven't seen it. Last year we saw them play Auburn. I don't want to get into that mm-hmm. game and other circumstances. But there'll be that unknown factor. And the way it's shaping up, them for LSU would be quite a good bowl game. We as, will find out if it happens where these teams fall. I, I now, think, now, will you go to the Rose Bowl if it's Ohio State, Washington State? Yeah, I th- uh, Yeah, I think so. I think so. Might as well. That would be a fun one. Yeah, that would be a fun one. And uh, we, we should point out, just recapping the rest of the last week, West Virginia just broke my heart in the second half. Just, I told you they were going <laughs> to lose that one. And you <laughs> were sending me texts. You planned it out, right? They would go up 17 and then just score 10 points, West you, Virginia, in the second you half. You were sending me texts about just how wrong I seem to be on West Virginia. And I then... sent one text. One text. And it said the phrase, Kent's West Virginia, which is trademarked by Matt Gothard. Right. And then it turns out I was right. And then I had a meltdown. So and Yes. Yeah. I, I finally figured out West Virginia, which is why, for Ohio mm. State's sake, you're going to feel good about what I'm going to say when West Virginia ooh, ooh, plays Oklahoma teaser. Friday night. Pac-12. We talked about the scenarios going into this week. Pac-12. Arizona State loses to Oregon. Clinches the South for Utah. Tough loss for Sparky. It really was. And how they... Oh, a third down where they get drawn off sides. That's how the game got clinched. Really sad there. So we got the Apple Cup for the North. Washington State, another dominant performance, putting up over 50 in the first half. Double nickels in the first <laughs> half. Against an Arizona team that's actually played better as of late, and they just rolled. They were up 41 at the half. Yeah, it was like watching 7-on-7. Seven seven. It was really bad there. Uh, and we mentioned it. Uh, it looked like Arizona only had seven defenders on the field. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. It's just Wazoo <laughs> yeah. at 11. Yeah, West Virginia, or Washington State's line was like, what are we doing here? We don't have to block anyone. And uh, the Big 12 is just a giant uh, carousel, a three-way, a three-way dance, as they say. I think Tom Herman likes that. <laughs> he might. I mean, I don't know. He, he, Tom he, Herman's with a lady, a lady named Morgantown and another lady named Oklahoma. Shut up. And there might be oh, maybe they'll taking be some, Morgan to town. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, cool. Hook him. And by the way, Shut I know we referenced it. that a lot last week. It is pretty funny that Tom Herman's wife has just gone all in with this now. And she's legitimately selling T-shirts for charity with the phrase. So, good on them. I don't think he's in any jobs like job worry at all. He, no. he looks like he's a win against Kansas away from going to Arlington and either playing a West Virginia team that he nearly beat, or playing a Texas team that or an Oklahoma team that he's already beaten. So, the Big Twelve title game for all the championship games next week. That's probably going to be the most fun one to watch of the bunch. I think so. I wouldn't sleep on that Pac-12 one, though, if we get Utah-Washington State. I think that could be a pretty good game as well. But, yeah, if you're talking fun, Texas. and I'm rooting for – I thought a rematch would be cool. Now Texas is probably going to just roll Kansas. And, 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 yeah. and Pitt-Clemson, for me, will have some fun because, you know, I have Pitt family. I have Clemson family. I think Pitt's always the type of team that seems to play up to their competition. And it wouldn't shock me if it's closer than people think. And the last time they played Clemson was 2016 – Oh, yeah, that's a Clemson team that won the national championship, and Pitt beat him that year. So I'm just saying Pitt Peterman. does have precedent. Yeah, well, he hasn't yeah. done anything since. But Pitt does have a precedent of somehow rising to the occasion and nearly or beating top teams. Jeez, could you imagine if that happened? Like, what? We yeah, haven't even thrown out the probably still, uh, Clemson probably still gets in then. Probably. I, I would. Yeah, probably. They would be the four seed and they would play down. Probably. I will. In that in that chaotic world, it's Georgia beats Alabama, and then it's like, what do you do at that point? It's not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. <laughs> is, oh, I'll ask you this question before we get going on the picks. Is Pitt more likely to beat Clemson than Georgia is to beat Bama? Yes. Wow. Yes. That is, I might agree with, I, 
Because Georgia's not beating Bam up. I probably Twitter. agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, it only took us 13 weeks, and now we're agreeing. <laughs> yeah, Pitt is more likely. We got past the first trimester, and now it's time to make we a decision. Did. Got past got past all of it, all the lies and deceit, and just, you know, uh-huh. the stance and the addiction, and we're here. So speaking of which, not all the addiction, though. I Trying mean, to pay people yeah. off, and we're Dutch barabons that, that can't be confirmed. Yeah, well, Gothard's not here today. We wish him a happy Thanksgiving. Um, Do we? I mean, we kind of do. We, we kind of do. Like, look, I, I think there. We don't exactly of know we his whereabouts. Yeah, we do. Well, that's the issue. We is. don't know his whereabouts, and I think it has something to do with the fact that Nebraska and Iowa are playing. I've heard right? through some of my sources mm-hmm. in the state of Iowa that Matt Gothard may or may not have significant, significant money on that game this week, and if he doesn't win it, he might not be coming back to LA anytime soon. That's that's all I've heard. That's all What's, I've heard. You know what? It's so ironic. He just left me a voice message. Let's uh, let's play his picks right now. What's up, fellas? Sorry I can't make it in this week. Traveling for Thanksgiving. Got the family coming in town. Uh, just getting everything ready. Hopefully you guys are going to have a great Thanksgiving. And I got two bets for you. Two bets right now that I for sure am going to be hitting this weekend. Number one, the Ohio State Buckeyes money line. You heard me, money line. Not the minus four, not the plus four. The money line. Ohio State's going to win this one straight up. I don't think Jim Harbaugh is getting his first win against Ohio State anytime soon. Urban Meyer, same thing goes for him. I don't think he's losing to Michigan anytime soon. He might go undefeated. He might retire this year, even though he said he's not going to. So that's my first bet. Ohio State money line. My second big bet. Iowa money line. (laughs) I'm only laughing because I don't trust any points with Iowa but right now it's only minus 200. I think if I could parlay Iowa and Ohio State, that would be my go-to uh, this weekend. Obviously, Iowa's going to play on Friday, so you get two days out of that. Um, so my big plays this weekend are I'm going to parlay the Iowa money line minus 200 and Ohio State's money line plus 165, and that is going to be my big play. All right, take it away, Kent. Well... See? We were okay. My sources were on. Okay, they they weren't, and I know, and I also know what you're thinking, and that yes, Iowa plays Nebraska. All this, all this corn that's just un, unwatched in that game. He's all in on the Hawkeyes. All in. All in. I'm all in too because I need them over the seven and a half wins. He went money line, which means I mean he he wants to parlay that with Ohio State. That's the risky part of it. Money line. Now look. We're gonna we'll get to the Buckeye thing in a point, but I mean, <laughs> this is home dogs, which I we 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 dig some home dogs, but you yeah. have never been under Meyer. It's no. the first time. I don't know, and he is living dangerously, this guy. But but Matt yeah. Gothard, we wish you the best. Definitely happy Thanksgiving, and we'll eventually see him. I hope. I think at some point we'll all run into each other. Yeah, we will, or or, or we'll see him on the news. Yeah. So either way, it's point. a win for us. Either we or in disguise. Or if, we, if I go to Vegas, like it's December, it's, it's, I, I went for the Vegas Bowl last year, very well might go back that weekend this year. If I see Matt Gothard in disguise, do I talk to him? Do I leave him alone? You know, it's like if you see a friend of yours out and like, or like a friend of yours girl out and she's not with your friend or he's yeah. not with his girlfriend, yeah. do you say anything or do you leave him alone? I leave him alone. I think if I see Gothard in disguise and he's like bouncing between like, especially if he's bouncing between like Excalibur and New York, New York, like yeah. some of the lesser ones, I think you yeah. just let him ride. If you see him at like Cosmo or, you know, Mandalay Bay. Oh, yeah. well then in that case, you join the party. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's get into our picks right now um, <laughs> before we say anything too much cross any of those lines uh thanksgiving night we know about the nfl we know about some of their options but we do have two college football games this will be posted after the fact but just calling your shot you dig in the egg bowl or or maybe even colorado state air force during the day i like it over on the egg bowl just because why not you want points i don't care who wins you're full guess, you're just sitting down just like yeah, i'm done eating. i guess in theory i want mississippi state because of the pittsburgh connection with moorhead and with you know, their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator all being from Pittsburgh. But overall, just points. So in this game, over 62, we know Ole Miss can't stop anything. And we know they also can score a bunch. Mississippi State has a really good defense. But they're going to need to put up some points to win this game. So give me that over. I'll feel like this will be one of the more fun games of the weekend. So that's my only April recommendation. I want to put, like, 
significant amount on it. But, you know, if you want to throw 20 bucks and say, hey, I'm going to enjoy this game on Thursday night, why not? And if you're in front of your family, it's always good to let your relatives see you stressing out gameplay. Over Mississippi State, <laughs> yeah, right. Mississippi. It's always good. Relatives you haven't seen in a while and just like, to see you freaking out over Why do you care about the state of Mississippi? And you're like, uh, I care a little too much. Yeah, I know. I think 13, it jumped five points, like eight to like 13 points. I think that's a little too much for that game. I agree. That, um, that's, that's also funny. true, too. Probably 13 seems like a little too much. So you know what I'm thinking now? Parlay. <laughs> or teaser. Tease to 20 and tease down. The, okay, that's my recommendation. Oh, here it is. You already got me. Not in a little bit of it. Now, now, and now, no, and now after this, I'm, I'm going to be texting my bookie in about five minutes after the show. And I'm going to say, Ole Miss plus 20. Over 55, seven-point teaser. And instead of 20, let's throw a hundo on it. Let's see what happens. Put the century mark. <laughs> if, you're listening, if you're listening at home, the final episode of whenever this series will be just a uh, Gamblers Anonymous meeting. But I don't think we've gotten to that point yet. But we've gained oh, rapid no. ground. That's <laughs> not until season two. <laughs> yeah, season two. There always has to be an addiction phase in these seasons. All right. Friday, Saturday, this is what we've kind of been waiting for. We're all dread this weekend. It's... We'll it be sucks. getting together Friday. It'll be like, fun. It, it sucks that we've reached this point that the season's over and that you got to get back to just real life and all those you know, commitments you have to make and all that stuff. But college football does it right because they I, get the I, games I, Friday and Saturday. I send the alimony check to Guatemala once every three years. You actually Venmo, which is interesting. I thought, you know, when you do the bulk payment, so, you know, in Venmo you could see what you pay for it and you're just like alimony and like stereo equipment. That's a good point, you yes. Know, yeah, so. you definitely need to get some cheap stereo equipment. I, I always wanted to know what the alimony emoji is. Now I know. <laughs> so, uh, Friday, game's on starting at 9 a.m., so... We'll make sure this podcast is out to you people bright and early. Iowa-Nebraska, we talked about that game. I like Iowa to win, but I'm actually not digging the point spread. I think Nebraska's going to cover here, and I think this is going to be a field goal game. We'll pick Iowa to win, and Frost is going to make this interesting. Yeah, it's, it's their bowl game, and they want to win this, end on a high note. And for Iowa, they play a lot of teams close, sadly. Not last week, though. Well, <laughs> Got a shout-out to Iowa for last week. 65 nothing. 65. Worst loss in Illinois school history. Congratulations, Lovey Smith. Somebody pointed out they counted in the fourth quarter. That guy had Illinois. Yeah, that was, yeah exactly. <laughs> or he really had Iowa, and he just does not give a crap. But... They counted the number of students in the student section at one point during the fourth quarter. Like, not when the game ended, but, like, early. There were 26. And it said, when you have more points scored against you than students in your student section, not a good day. And that's the way it was for Illinois on their senior day. I hope Iowa covers this because I want an easy win. But I'm with you. I think Nebraska stays close enough to probably find a way to cover. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you guys hit your hit your overbet for Iowa, and we'll see what bowl they get in, <laughs> and just oh. get used to them in that bowl week playing somebody boring. But yeah, another another okay year for Iowa. Kirk Ferentz just floating right on by. Do we like Texas to cover against Kansas? Just fifteen points. It. I'll just avoid it. I'm, I'm in the same boat because I'm picking them to win. Yeah, but fifteen. This has this could be a sleepy Texas team. They know they have to win, but they might not be as crisp as possible. And you have a banged-up Sam Ellinger. It might be Shane Buchel anyways. And you also, the last thing you want is one of your guys to get hit with like some targeting call in the second half and miss the Oklahoma or West Virginia game. I think Texas wins. They probably win comfortably. But I would not even remotely look to bet this game. There's other ones out there. It would be funny, and it'll never happen, but if we can get to a point where play teams know that to, they could like bank half-set for targeting, like, we're just going to sit this guy out in case he has a targeting yeah. penalty and it could count for credit. Yeah. Oh, I've already I've already been thinking about Notre Dame second half against SC, that if it's a blowout, you do not want one of those guys mark. missing a playoff game for the first half. So sit those guys if you can. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, another game to talk about here on Running With The Money that I think is uh, kind of interesting. Does Mizzou cover 23 points against Arkansas? Arkansas. The worst record. It's probably going to be, I think I think right now they're tied for the worst record in school history. If they lose, it's the worst season they've ever had. Well, we know they covered last week against Tennessee. You know that. So. <laughs> cool. Mizzou Derek, could be 10 and 2. Derek Doley said, hey, you guys fired yeah. me. Let me show you. Hypothetically, Mizzou could be 9 and 2 right now. I know we could say that for a lot of teams, but they, they looked like a pretty good team. And I actually think, I'm going to stay away from this one. But it'd be fun to throw a little down because I think Mizzou's going to cover against Arkansas. Yeah, I actually lean towards that as well. Arkansas just looks defeated, and they're ready to, to figure out their offseason and move on. So, yeah, I would like Mizzou out of that one. In terms of, for me, on Friday, the one that I 
really like. And this is just a team that when you watch them, and I'm not talking about one of the biggest games yet. This is the Civil War up in Corvallis. Oh, Oregon's... oh that, that game, not the actual war. Exactly. You're a fan of the Civil War, though. Well, hey, it's debatable. Sorry, it's not the right outcome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it, was, it, was, it was fought for the right reasons, and we lost. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They've already quarterback. But... But, uh, by the way, you know in the South, a lot of people refer to it as the War of Northern Aggression. That's like yeah, what they call it. That's true. It's still funny. But the game I like is Oregon State has played better than expected recently. They're not winning a lot of games, but they've been more competitive. Oregon's a bad road team. This is a rivalry game. I've seen good Oregon teams go into Corvallis and struggle. Oregon at home, great. On the road, pretty bad. So those 17 and a half points, I like Oregon State plus 17 and a half. And it's fun too, because you have the signature games after. You're kind of looking for a game in the middle portion of the day outside of UCF, USF. And that could be the second game on a lot of your screens. So mm-hmm. take Oregon State plus 17 and a half. I think they probably lose by like 11 or 12. I would say not a bad read. What's, what's that first half line? That's kind of what I would lean forward for Oregon State. I think it's going to be a close first half. It's not out yet, but if it's 17 and a half overall, you're probably looking at about eight and a half or nine. I like that. I, can see I think that. that's going to be what I would lean toward. Um, but that game in that time slot, South Florida, Central Florida. I think we're excited about that. We don't have a moneymaker yet. war on I-4. We, <laughs> that it is. It is. I know. Yeah. It's, I like it. Uh, it is something that I think is, we don't have a moneymaker yet. He brought this up. Yeah, I'm right. dying to do an over-under this week. I, I'm going to try to tell you guys. By the way, last week, you know, we were 8-4-1. We picked the right one because we were wrong on all of our other beats. UCF just went under in that game. Iowa State didn't cover. No, we picked the right one. We That's did. why you go with the Irish. Come we on. Do. Yeah, Irish Catholic. It wasn't even luck of the Irish. You just go with the Irish. You trust it. 69.5 points in this game. Nice. Nice, of course. Central Florida. And the half. That means like a midget's involved or what? Well, that's a topic we can't. It's too fresh in in the minds of many of our friends. And I know I I should have said little person. Sorry. That's where you crossed. That's the line. You crossed right there. That's the only line I've crossed all year. Right, exactly. Not Buddy Holly joke and none of that stuff was bad. 14-point favorites, UCF. They probably cover. I like the over more because, oh, it, yeah. as you pointed out quite well, USF can score. The only chance they have is to score a ton of points. Their defense isn't going to stop UCF. They can't stop anybody. Mackenzie Milton wants to get a Heisman invite. This is one way to do it. You put up a ton of stats. Think it's going to happen? An invite? Uh, he's not going to win, so, but he can get an invite. If they invite more than three. Okay, that's, right, yeah, yeah. he'd probably be the fourth guy, maybe. You know? Yeah, if they, I'm just trying to think what they. It's hard to keep track of all this, but sometimes it's three, sometimes they bring four or five. They've had like six at times. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we know. I mean, at this point, it's one Tua, two Kyler Murray, three Minshew. But yes, Mackenzie Milton would probably be the fourth guy. And if they put on a show and they go twelve and zero, why not? I think the fourth guy could be the Big Twelve quarterback Will Greer if he lights up Oklahoma and they win that game. Possibly. And then win the big, it's, it's, I think there's, there's an open, a chance. I think there, but yeah, Milton's right in the There's running. a chance. I do think, by the yeah. way, that when you look at this game, the over-under, if this game's going to be competitive, which is what we're shooting for, then it definitely goes over. Because neither team in this game, whoever wins this game is getting 40. Just could the other team get 30? I think so. We like that. And another game to just briefly touch on. We've seen two straight times, Kent, this year that the longest-running rivalry win streak has gone down. First, Kentucky beats Florida, 30-year rivalry win so streak. So you're talking Coastal Carolina, South Alabama. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stay with me. Cal beats USC, which was the longest win streak after that, 2004. By two weeks over this game, Virginia Tech, Virginia. Virginia hasn't beaten Virginia Tech since 2004. And they come into this game on the road as four-point favorites. That said, I would I would be pressed to take Virginia Tech to win this game as a home dog. But the streak could end this year, so we'll see. I don't know what the name of this rivalry game is. It's probably one of the sadder editions, but Virginia's played well down the stretch. This would be another avoid game, but the way Virginia Tech's been playing, the fact that Virginia's favorite in Blacksburg says everything you need to know about Virginia Tech. They're one of the worst teams this year in giving up big plays, which is amazing because Bud Foster throughout his career always has sound defense. So I guess I would take the points in this one just because you're right. They haven't lost us in a while. And the fact that you're getting five, I think it makes sense. But, man, they, they have been a terrible team this season. 
got worse after that Notre Dame game, too, which is kind of odd because they actually showed up a little bit in that game. For the first half. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would say that. Just want to mention that in the two night games, which we're all excited for. I want to start with the Apple Cup. Over under this game is only 49 points. Leach is Washington. Wazoo taking on Chris Peterson in Washington. Wait, I Why is this not our over under now that you say that? I, oh, I my know. God. Why, like, like this, this, this could be a fun game to bet the over on. 49? Oh I, yeah. I. It's dropped yeah, it four to... full points since the Lions posted. Okay. And I know that Washington has a good defense on their offenses. If it's 27-23, yeah, we win it. Wow. 27-23, that's not that unheard of. We have three. Are we can tease or parlay over? My God. Because the overrunner in the Big 12 game, which is 84 points in Oklahoma, West Virginia. Are you saying our moneymaker should be a Friday, <laughs> a Friday over tease? <laughs> Gothard's not here no, because he finds out. Wait, our moneymaker is Wait he finds out we can bet his money, too. Oh, that's a good point. Because yeah, he gave us his account. Yeah. Uh, a Friday over tease? That would be pretty fun. That's actually a good idea. And we're going to be Maybe getting together on Friday watching these night games. Where you, myself, my buddy Sully, we should have an investment in some of these, to oh, say the least. There will be. There will yeah. be. But the Apple Cup game, Washington State is three-point favorites in this one. I like them to cover this spread. I think they've shown that they can be I do too. potent on offense and defensively. I'm a little worried, though. A little worried. But... They've proven time and time again this year, and you brought this up, what, five weeks into the year. Yeah, they were, you were on this. They don't not cover. They cover everyone but one. That's lost a, money on that game. Well, but, okay. <laughs> no, Sonny got it. That was the missed extra point game. But the point being that that would have been a push. So the one time they didn't cover was that game. I think I think the biggest thing, too, they can, they can move the ball in Washington, I think, because... Mike Leach is so crafty offensively. They got good players in that secondary. They'll find a way to get the matchups they like. I think that's what that's what's going to wear them down. But I will say, first half, I think will be a tight game. I think Washington's going to put it away. I think it's going to be tight the whole game. I don't get. I don't have a great feel on this one in that I would not guarantee. Like if you're going to give me the choice between the two night games on which game I feel better about, I feel better about the other one in terms of the outcome. This one's more of a toss-up to me, but I'll go with Wazoo just because they've proven time and time again that they find a way to win and cover. So I'm going to ride the Cougs on this one, but I do love that over. Like, Was you dub your biggest disappointment this year in preseason picks? Uh, Wisconsin, you dub one of those two. It would be, yeah. I mean, Miami's up there as well. I wasn't as high on Auburn as a lot of people, so they don't surprise me. Penn State but, weren't as high on them as other people either. I had Penn State fairly high. I think I had them right around nine, 9 or 10. But, yeah, UW or Wisconsin would be my answer. One of those two. It's probably Wisconsin because, like, right now, Washington is capable. Like, the fact that we're talking about this game and it's a three-point line against a number eight team, Wisconsin just got worked off the field in all their big right. games. So they would actually be my, my biggest disappointment. So the UW up in Madison, not the one in Seattle. Yeah, and just to kind of – Go back to your previous point. You're leaning hardcore West Virginia this week. Well, I'm leaning them more than I am Washington State. Yes, I like West Virginia in this one. I think they win by more than a touchdown. Well, I in think that, that case. I mean, they're two and a half point favorites. Right. No underdogs. Under, oh yeah, that's right. Oklahoma is a favorite in this game, which yeah. is which is probably how it. Well, I'd say probably how it should be. The line hasn't moved since it came out. West Virginia lost to Oklahoma State. I wonder what the, this line would have been if they would have held out and won that game. I mean, we'll never know now, but... Probably West Virginia minus two and a half. Probably, probably just would have swung the other way. Maybe one and a half. I like the Mountaineers in this game, and I'm actually going to throw this out there and say, because you mentioned Will Greer and Kyler Murray, I made a bet with my buddy David Capel, who I do the College Football Experience podcast with, because he picked OU, I picked WVU. I said... Uh, what, can we say what the... Okay, it's a wholesome bet. <laughs> It's what? It's a wholesome bet. Oh, well, well, we'll decide that our tailgate Saturday. He's an SC guy, I'm Notre Dame guy. So we'll figure out something in terms of tailgating on who owes each other what. Oh, yeah, it's nothing too bad. But West Virginia, Oklahoma, I think Will Greer is going to have a better game than Kyler Murray. Okay. I expect him to go out there and outperform Murray. I think WVU gets into the Big 12 title game by winning this game. And for the Sooners, that defense is just hanging on by a thin thread and I expect that thread to be cut this week and for OU to fall short 
and not make the Big 12 title game and have to settle for a potential Sugar Bowl or one of the other New Year's Six Bowls. But I like WVU in the spot at home. I think they step up, they rise to the occasion, and they get the win. I agree. I agree with you. Maybe not by over a touchdown, but I think West Well, seven or more is what I'll say. Last two years, 84 or 90 points and 84 respectively in this if you're looking at over-unders. So this is what this game is. Oklahoma's defense can be and I think will be pushed around. It was a it was a uncharacteristic bad half last week. I think on the road, David Seals might have 200 yards receiving in this game. Like I'm not joking when I say that. I'll say this: he'll have more of a chance for 200 than 100. He's going to be way closer to 200. He's going to. He, they can't stop him. They can't stop Will Greer. They can't get to the quarterback. They can't tackle. They wear crimson. It seems kind of fitting because they kind of look like women out there trying to tackle men. Hey. Well, that's it's far from women trying one. to tackle men. Yeah, that's well, right. That's what I'm it's saying. It's just a mismatch. Well, yeah. Clearly. I mean, we're not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Their defense is horrid. It's so bad. And West Virginia's is still subpar, but it's a lot better than Oklahoma's. A lot better. All right, let's get to Saturday on Running With The Money. There's a lot on Friday. So but so Saturday, you're with me, by the way, that WVU wins. Okay. Game covers. Well, I mean, I like it's only it. a couple points. Well, yeah. if they win, they cover. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I yeah. got you. West so we're saying money line. And their their money line, by the way, currently is plus 125. So basically you're just getting a little bit of juice. So that's not bad. But I like the overs better than anything we've talked about on Friday so far. Just full disclosure. All right. Saturday, quick thoughts, Kent, on your number two and three teams in your Kent Brown playoff power rankings, Pitt and Miami, in another <laughs> barn burner in that game. In this year's edition. I don't even have many thoughts. I just think it's just... Miami's four and a half point favorites, which is just incredible that they could be favorites by anyone. Over a ranked team. Over Look, Miami, again, I'll say this. I say this every week. The defense is great. They're going to... Pitt's not going to run all over them, so it's going to be a good 47 game. over under. Under? Here's why it might be. Pitt potentially is going to be resting players for the Clemson game. I don't know if Pitt goes out and cares that much about this game because it's pretty irrelevant to their season. Now, they would like to beat Miami. I don't think they've ever beaten Miami back-to-back years in program history, so that would be nice. And 8-4 and four is nice. And then you go into the game potentially in the top 20. But I just, I would just say avoid it. It'll be on a screen at my tailgate down at the Coliseum. I don't really care in terms of Miami season's already a lost season. It'd be nice if they get their seventh win. But overall, if you're betting on this game, you must really have a feel for it. And I don't have a great feel because I don't know which team shows up on either side. No, I, the only reason I brought this up is because you went to Miami. <laughs> oh, well, no, this is not only that, but my, I mean, my dad will be out with me this weekend. All three of his sons went to these two schools. My twin brother's a Pitt guy, although he's a big Florida State fan. And then me and my brother are both Miami guys. So, and look, we can get into Florida State, Florida later too, because that line is odd. It's we a very will. odd line. And Florida, by the way, is the most overrated team in the playoff. They're ranked 11th? That's insane. They should be close to like 18 or 19. That's they should not insane. be anywhere near 11. Yeah, totally insane. But yeah, my advice is don't bet on Pitt versus Miami. Well, in a game that I think is most likely to incite a brawl, Clemson, South Carolina, 26-point favorites for Clemson, which is kind of a high line. I kind of would – I'm going to stay away from this one. I would think South Carolina is going to keep it closer. I think there's going to be a lot of bad blood in this game. And I don't think we're going to see – full Apex Clemson because we don't have to. Yeah, I think they're going to run the football a lot. They're going to be fine if they're up 23 late. I don't think they really care if they win by 30. So this is another one that you might be better off in these rivalry games where the lines are this big to take the dog. Let's get ready to disagree for one game in particular because I like Boston College to cover six and a half points over Syracuse. I don't. I think Syracuse wins outright. I think they close this with their eighth win. And we're going outside, though. Ninth win, I should say. I we're not playing in the carrier That's dome. Fine. Okay. Yeah, I thought they I, looked I, horrible, and then props to Notre Dame for putting putting the clamps on defensively. But like you said, Notre Dame left points on the table. That oh, could yeah. have been even worse. Yeah, but I I think Syracuse bounces back and gets the win. I believe in Dino Babers. I think he's a really good coach, and they'll rise to the occasion and win this game. So I'm going to go with Syracuse on that money line. But okay. I certainly like the six and a half or seven. Okay. Again, a game that's just fun to talk about. Well, we got to get to the game, Ohio State-Michigan, because I feel like I have a date with karma coming. It's been a nice run if it ends this week of just... Yeah, the last time you guys lost, you 2011. were 2011. Well, okay, the last time they lost in Columbus was yeah. 2000, correct? Yeah. 2000. So you weren't even legal then. Two th- oh, God, no. was not... <laughs> 
<laughs> was not legal then. Uh, 2000, 2000. Who's going to tell? 2003, 2011. It's like I'm connecting the dots on all of time. By the way, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Because I want to hear. I've already kind of broke down this game earlier. I, I'll just say this. I think Michigan wins. Right. I think they cover. I'm not going to bet it because I don't really like either team and I don't really care who wins this game. But overall, Michigan has been the more complete team this entire season, and I think that they should win this. If they don't win this game, that probably says more about Harbaugh than it right. does even they, It'll be completely in their heads, and it might not happen for a while, and then I think, yeah, everyone goes crazy. I do think Michigan's going to win. I don't know about five, though. Will Zach Smith be live tweeting this game? I mean, if he between this and I mean Friday, he's got Texas, Kansas, so we got a lot of Zach Smith tweets that come out. Um, no, I think the one thing I will say is I think Ohio State might have a better chance than people are giving them because Michigan's offense isn't tempo based, and I think that's what's been killing them these last couple of weeks. I think it will be close to the half. I think Michigan is the better team, and I think they win by probably. Between three and seven. So that's why this spread is kind of a little crazy to me. Five, I think, is too much. Um, yeah, I kind of think they win by, like, that six to nine range. Like, it doesn't get into double digits, but I do like them to barely cover. I think the strategy is, can Ohio State mix in run and pass? Can they, can they move the ball in Michigan's defense and keep Michigan's offense off the field from taking advantage of how bad Ohio State's defense is? Will Winovich play? Because if he's out there and, let's say, he's healthy... That's a big pass rusher that will be in your backfield. If he's not, that's a huge, a huge loss for Indiana Michigan. was just taking him out with cheap shots last game. Well, so. to be fair, he started that. Like he's the he one who finish it. stepped on someone's ankle, and then they they finished it. So not I the biggest Winovich fan. He is a good player. Um, the only thing I like about him is he's from Pittsburgh. That's about it. Outside of that, eh, it's not the do pro potential is not really like what people think it might be. So, but hey, he he. Uh, doesn't have the Houston problem of wearing the jacket on the sideline like Ed Oliver. Good point. <laughs> it reminded me of the Seinfeld Friars Club where it's like, why don't you just take the jacket? Right. Um, all right. So that, that's my quick thoughts there. If you're betting on this game, I will say as bad as Ohio State's offense has been, I would lean under 59 in this game because I think Michigan, when they get up by a lead, I think Harbaugh's going to want to just put together long drives and just... I don't think they're going to try to quick score. I uh, really don't. I think if Harbaugh can get 40 in this game, he'll do it. Like, if oh, this yeah. is one of those games where if he knows you guys can't stop the run at all, then he's just going to keep it. I do think it'll be longer drives then. Like, Maryland was scoring on big strike touchdown plays one in. I don't, I don't think you're going to see that. Uh, do you? How's disappointment for you, though, for this year? Like, it's one thing if Michigan somehow upset you and they were like, yeah. ah, they're going to mm-hmm. go to an outback bowl. But the fact that this now puts Michigan one game away from the playoff. How upsetting is that for you knowing, you know, Ohio State's 10-1, and and they probably, as we said, they're ranked 10th in their 10-1, which is super Uh weird. If you were told before the year Ohio State's 10-1 heading into this game, you would think they're ranked like 3rd, 4th, 5th, like the way Michigan is. Ranked 10th. That shows that there's some weaknesses, but how do you feel if they were to lose? Is it just slightly upsetting, very upsetting? How do you feel about that? Well, I'll say this. Nothing can last forever. Like I said, it's been a great run, and... If they're gonna, they're eventually going to lose to Michigan. Like it's foolish for me to think they were just going to beat them every year nonstop. The fact that Michigan is going to be one game away from going to the playoff that probably hurts more because this hasn't been anybody who's seen this hasn't been Ohio State's best season, and they don't look like a championship team. If they lost Northwestern, it'd be the greatest. I mean, it would be hilarious and awesome to see Harbaugh lose that game. And he, he very well could. He almost did last time. Everyone's just completely just discounting that game. Yeah, Northwestern. They were. They didn't. I won't say they outplayed Michigan. I want to go that. They're hard. right there though. But yes, they were up seventeen nothing for a reason. It's not like they were up seventeen nothing because Michigan just handed them the ball and said score. Like they earned those points. But to answer your question one last way, they played Bama. So how how like worried can I possibly be? That's the one thing in the back of my mind. Like yeah, so the if they beat if they beat Bama by some stroke of genius, then I'm gonna have a meltdown. And if they, I would be furious if they passed, which I don't think. Give, bring it full circle to you before we talk about this Notre Dame USC game. How outraged are you when people are still talking about Michigan could pass Notre Dame? Well, it's just like laughable at this moment. It's not a rural debate. If Notre Dame loses a game, then there's a valid debate. 
But if Notre Dame's undefeated, exactly. then it's just it's just not a debate. So to me, it, I'm not enraged by it. I just kind of laugh, and a lot of it is Desmond Howard starting this at ESPN. And, <laughs> I mean, I don't really his analysis is pretty mediocre at best, anyways. Yeah, other than but, that poor mustache, what does he really offer? Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I met him when he he's, he lives right near the University of Miami. So like when I would announce the games and do student broadcasts and stuff, a lot of times him and his kids would sit right behind us. They're nice people, but like I don't know. The fact that people can legitimately say, and then they threw in the thing, well, Michigan's definitely playing better than Notre Dame right now. Eh, I watched Notre Dame-Syracuse last week. I was number 12 Syracuse. And then I watched Michigan-Indiana. Notre Dame's not playing they're, worse than Michigan right now. They're, they're playing just as good, if not better. They're undefeated. Yeah. Michigan has one loss. Why are we even talking about this? And they weren't lucky to win that game. They were the better team, and now they have Dexter Williams, and they have an upgraded quarterback with the Bush. Teams get better as the season goes. Some and it's do. not just, well, yeah, but it's not just the one way street of like, look at how much different Michigan is. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Notre Dame is a really safe bet this week. You got them at 9.5. I see 11, 11.5. I'd still, I'm still probably going to take them there. USC completely punted on the season. They lose, they lose to UCLA. I can't remember. Has it ever happened before, Kent, where both teams in LA are going to be bowl ineligible? Well, I think this is only be the third time in 30 years that USC won't be going to a bowl if they lose this game. So it couldn't happen many times because that would mean that out of those three years, UCLA also wasn't. And I know so, one of them was during the Cade McNown years, so no, not then. Right. But. Yeah. So there you go. Probably not. Probably not in our lifetime. But for USC, this honestly probably just should be our best bet. We should have like the same thing with last week. We should just double down and go with them. This is a Notre Dame team trying to punch its ticket to the playoffs. They don't want a close game. They want a blowout. And the fact that Joshua Kelly ran for almost 300 yards against them last week, and UCLA's offensive line doesn't have a lot of future pros. Notre Dame, probably all five of their offensive linemen will get drafted at some point. Dexter Williams has been a home run hitter. Ian Book gets rid of the ball so quickly, leads the nation in, in completion percentage. And Notre Dame's defense is going to be in the grill of JT Daniels start to finish. Julian Love's a Thorpe finalist. He's probably, my guess is he'll intercept one JT Daniels pass. I think Notre Dame wins this game by 24 or 27 points. And the fact that the line is, as you said, 11 and a half right now even on here, mm-hmm. still, it shouldn't be that close. It really shouldn't be that close. This should be a game that the only way we don't get this is if USC scores two touchdowns in the final five minutes and backdoors it. This should not be a game that's remotely within striking distance. If you said 14 and a half, I'd go, eh, I can kind of get, maybe it's 21 and then yeah. it's 14. Notre Dame could be up 21. They would still have to give up a touchdown and a field goal. And they would still, they would just not cover by a half. So I really like this line. I do too. And classic LA sports fandom last week and in a moment that I witnessed during that UCLA-USC game, a group of people waiting for the start of the second half, kick off, and they're like, oh, you're at the bungalow from Santa Monica, uh, the spot nickel mine? Oh yeah, we'll just walk over and be there in 30 minutes. Like, you had all halftime to make that move. Yeah. L.A. Got no, no place like it. I thought you were going to say classic L.A. Yeah, we went to the bathroom and then no. No, no. Classic <laughs> L.A. We were at a sports bar and UCLA-USC wasn't on. That would be classic L.A. No. That, that, it would. I'm sure it happened, but it was a UCLA basically bar. So Wait, and did you say you were at the Nickel Mine or yeah, you were at the Bucket? Yeah, I was at the Nickel Mine. Nickel Mine's right up the road, it so is. I get it. It's a I good know. spot. But it's like you have all... No, I know. It's a good spot, but you have all have to make that move. You want to tell late. people about their bathrooms there? I find it very funny that the men, the men and women's <laughs> bathroom... It is it's fun. the same. I mean, I'm not going to say it. Let's just say that it's the same person. Yeah, same person. <laughs> and uh, yes. I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you who it is. But they want a decathlon go medal. Yeah, and one's for the men and one's for the women. It's very funny. And then you go to Bungalow, and I think Bungalow's one of the more overrated spots in LA. So overrated. And um, it's like a place where people bring a lot of tourists and they kind of promote it like this is cool, but eh, they can do without it overall. <laughs> I would say that the Bungalow is more like That's USC That's what the decathlon winner actually said. That's what this is. I could do without it overall. <laughs> That's good. And the Nickel Mine's more like Notre Dame. The Nickel Mine's a better one of the two, but... I think, the, I think the Irish are rolling this game, and I can't wait to be there. I'm going to be – our tailgate, apparently by all counts, is going to be amazing this week. Your dad's going to be hate-rooting against the oh Dame. My, yeah, well, the way is, there's going to be seven of us there watching this together. I want to get, like, the least – like, basically, like, my buddy and his wife and my dad are all going to be rooting against Notre Dame. They can stay on one side. And then myself, another buddy, and then a couple others are all for Notre Dame. Those are the ones I'm going to be talking to more during the game. So, yes, my dad hates Notre Dame. I think 
This will be the second time, though, in seven years now, six years, that he'll be at the game that Notre Dame clinches to get into the spot. I went in 2012 when they punched their ticket, beat USC, and I think it'll happen again. So I feel very good about this. And then bring on Clemson or whoever else. Let's just let's avoid yeah. Bama for that other week. That's all. I just that's I don't want that. It's the first time you're going to see the playoff committee that four teams just not going to celebrate. They're going to be so. It's just going to say bye. <laughs> we're, we're we're just going top three this year. Sorry, you know Reese. That idea though that like I, I kind of dig in the idea that if you get the top seed, you can pick who you play in the first round. Well, that would be the best. And I think and, and I kind of I think they should do that in, pick Clemson. I like think they should, like screw it. This is going to be the hardest team. I just yeah, like get it let's out get of it way. out of the way right now, and then we'll worry about the other guys. Oh, oh right. I, I think that, with roses just yeah. I think that would be the best in like all these sports. You get that top seed, you get it, but you pick your opponent, mm-hmm. and then two picks their opponent, and so on. Because then there's that added addition of, oh, they want us. Okay, well, let's prove them wrong. But yeah, overall, Notre Dame, this is your quarterfinal game. Everyone says it's a 14 playoff for Notre Dame this week, the way Georgia Alabama is next week. Well, maybe, because we got to talk a little Georgia, Georgia Tech for sure. Read it off my mind because that's where we're going to go next because that's an interesting game. Couple more yes. on running with the money to talk about before we get to our money maker pick. Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kent, you really like those yellow jackets. I do. It's a great rivalry 17. game. Is that what we're seeing yes. right now? Seventeen, clean, old fashioned hate. Wow. It's usually a game. It's usually a game that's closer than people think. And when you look at this Georgia Tech team, it's limited possessions. And the other thing you have to throw in, let's just say it's a twenty point game with eight minutes left. Georgia has Bama next week. They don't need to win this game by 27. They're fine with a 13-point win. I could see all-in Georgia Tech score. First of all, I think it's going to be closer than that anyways. Like I think it's going to go down to the wire, and this is going to be as big as your Michigan-Ohio State game is nationally. This might be the game that with one minute or two minutes left, people start tuning into because I think with a few minutes left, we're not going to be sure who's going to win this game. I'll say Georgia wins. But at plus 620 as the money line, is that what you're seeing for the money line for, for Georgia Tech? There. I like Georgia Tech in the money, money line here. Just stretch, because, yeah. yeah, you throw 10 bucks on it, see what happens, and, you know, try to – you're going to enter – again, it's the same thing I said about Oklahoma State, Oklahoma a couple weeks ago. You're going to enter the fourth quarter feeling pretty good that you can steal this one on the money line. And when you can get odds that are plus 500 or 600 or 700 – and yet you feel really good about it with 10 minutes left in the game, that's a bet you should take. I think the point is the play here. I think I think under looks good too because we're seeing about 59 pushing 60, and I think that's going to be lower scoring. And limited possessions, and limited right. Limited possessions. I mean, if Georgia, Georgia will win by about 10, my prediction. but That could be the case. Yeah. I'll actually say they win by a score or less, but nonetheless, 10 might happen. They got, yeah, they're looking forward to that SEC title game with Bama. They could be looking ahead to that. Are we going to talk about the other – there's two other ranked versus ranked matchups. There is. The Before we get to that, you brought up Florida, Florida State. Oh, yeah. Line. The Sunshine State Showdown. Now, hypothetically, if, you know, Bain were to blow up the stadium like in Batman of any college football field, you'd probably enjoy this one. Oh, it would be right at the top of the list. Yeah, unless you can get Florida State and Penn State on the same field, Yes. This would be I'm pretty, still, pretty good. I'm still a little upset that apparently Ben Roethlisberger survived that attack in Dark Knight. <laughs> survived it, and then last week... He survived a few things. Over <laughs> last, yeah, he sneaks it into the end. He sneaks in when no one's looking against the Jaguars again last week. Yeah. I mean, That's what winners do. <laughs> doesn't matter what happens around you. You've got to be He's focused, a survivor. focused on getting past that goal line. Something Florida State hasn't done very often this year. <laughs> no. In the past, they have, you know. Yeah, Florida State. Which we, can, we don't have to get into, but in the past they have uh, with a few of their star players. But this is weird because Florida is completely overrated. I mean, yeah. that's pretty safe to say. Well, the fact that they're 11th ranked and they're a five-point favorite, it says it all. Florida State's trying to come off of wearing the worst uniform get-up in maybe this century. Their I don't purple know if I'm going black uniforms. Oh, God. Um, but this is a rivalry game, and I'm at a point where there's no way in hell I'm betting on this game. But... I think it should be closer than six and a half points. I don't. I actually think Florida will end up winning this by like 11 or 12. And a lot of it is, I just, I don't think Florida State's good. I think they probably peaked last week having a chance. But the Seminoles are just, they're just not a good a good team. And I, again, Florida's overrated, but they're good. They're a good team. Dan Mullen's a good coach. And I guess I would say Florida wins by double figures. So I would give the points in this scenario. But it's definitely a game I'm glad I don't have to focus much on because we have better games in that noon slot. 
one of the ranked team matchups that we didn't talk about. Well, I do. LSU Texas A and M is a game on everybody's minds, and A and M that's going to be a fun one. Three point favorites at home, night game, College Station. They've never beaten LSU since they've joined the SEC. Yeah, they they got destroyed a couple years. Never ago. joined. They actually they are the reason why. But they, they bust us with Coach O. But they have a better coach because Coach O doesn't beat them last year. He's not the coach right now. I think that's safe to say. Three point favorites. It's I think it'll be Jim. a fun game. Seriously, yeah, no, probably no, was you're probably right. I would, I like LSU money line in this one. I would take LSU and I would put the put the points aside. I think LSU is going to win this game. That's where I'm leaning right now. But you can take points and and maybe just just have them as a yeah, safety. Yeah, I guess I would just take the points and just sort of see. This is one of those games that like I this would be a better live betting game when you kind of get a feel for both teams for 15 minutes. But it's it should be very close. Like this will be one that. I thought LSU would be a slight favorite. Like, it would be like uh, LSU minus one or LSU minus two. And the fact that A&M has been favored and now the line continues to climb, you might be better off going with A&M and just trusting the people in Vegas that have been betting this because I don't personally have a big feel on either one of these teams that much. I also like the under a lot, too, because it's 47 and a half, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of grinded-out possessions in LSU, which is already proven in the worst beat of the year in that Arkansas game that they will not <laughs> run it into the end zone. And A&M's proven they can lose close to solid teams. That's kind of what they've done all year. Uh, and then I think the well, one we got to also talk about the Iron Ball. <laughs> no, I mean, no. well, here's the thing. Well, well, we can talk about it for 30 seconds. The only thing we need to talk about is I'm taking the first half points. line and I'm taking Bama. 24 points. Well, it, the best thing that happened to Nick Saban was his team being tied at half to the Citadel last week because he was already going to use his motivation. He was going to know every misplay that his guys had last year against Auburn, and he's going to walk up and practice while they're stretching and go, hey, last year, that was really nice when you missed that tackle on third and three. You do that shit again, we're going to lose. And then he goes to the next player. Yeah, hey, that was really that was a really nice drop on second and seven. You do that again, we're going to lose. Now he not only has that, but he can throw in the Citadel. Bama first half, they're going to dominate this game. They're going to come out with their hair on fire. And this is an Auburn team that really can't run the ball well. They're limited in terms of what their offense seems to do against good defenses. Pretty good chance Alabama blows Auburn out. And I love we don't even know what the first half line is yet, but it's probably going to be about 15, 15 and a half. Take it. Alabama up 20-plus at halftime. I agree. I mean, there's not really much oh, more to add to that. There's really yeah. just not much more to add to that. Roll Auburn, damn Auburn tied. lost to Tennessee. and That's a good point, too. Huh? <laughs> let's, just, let's just call it what it is. Well, did we get to every game before we get to the moneymaker? I know there's a lot of rivalry well, games. Well, the one other ranked versus ranked, the Utah State Aggies. Of course. At the Boise State Broncos. It's for the Mountain Division. It's a Boise State team that, sadly, we didn't get a couple weeks ago when Fresno let us down. Two and a half point favorites. But I'm ready to say Utah State, led by Coach Matt Wells, who's probably going to be Colorado's coach within two weeks. This could be an audition for both coaches if they want the Colorado job. I like Utah State here. They have a prolific offense. Statistically, in terms of advanced metrics, right there with Oklahoma and Bama as the best in the country. Give me the Aggies. Boise State let me down. Last year in the San Diego State bet, they let me down a couple weeks ago against Fresno. They're coming back. This time they're not going to let me down. I'm going to take against Boise State, and I'm finally going to be right. Third time's a charm. Utah State Aggies stay ranked, win the Mountain Division, and get to host Fresno State next week in a big Mountain West championship game. Go Aggies. Beat Broncos. I like it. Third time is usually the charm. Oh, well, it better be. Better be. It needs to be, yeah. Especially with what you're paying. Better be. Uh, other Sometimes her name is Charmed. <laughs> yeah, man, it is the charm. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just add to some other quick hitters. I like Arizona State on the road in the territorial territorial cup. Yeah, I'm one I'm and a half points that. only. And I would throw some money also in the my the best rivalry trophy is Paul Bunyan's axe. I think it's pretty good. And Minnesota, ten and a half point dogs. I think this is going to be a close game. You're going to go row those boat. Uh, row the boat. Well, I don't think they're going to win. Oh, okay. But I think they're going to. I think they covered ten and a half points. Wisconsin's a weird team. They should have lost last week, and then Taylor went absolutely insane. In the, the there's some fun ones this week too. It's like Indiana Purdue is for a bowl. They're both five and six. Whoever wins goes to a bowl. Whoever doesn't is out. 
that's fun. So there are some games like that that I think like there's a little bit more intrigue. Utah BYU, um, man, it, it's like a bizarro Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. Utah has been more impressive than I would have thought with the injuries they've had with Zach Moss and Tyler Huntley, their starting quarterback and running back out. But they continue to produce. They always seem to be better than people think. So Utah, you know, they've already punched their ticket into the Pac-12 championship. Now it's just a matter of if they beat their rival, which they probably do. Do they cover? What is that line again? Utah, BYU. Yeah. It is. I, I think it's kind of high. 11 and a half. I don't like that. Yeah, I would go. I would take the points then. I'm with you mm-hmm. because at that point in the rivalry game, you're probably going to win by like three or four or lose it. So yeah, you bring I'm up with a you. good I think, point though. I think BYU. You do bring up a good point that well, it's, a <laughs> it's a rivalry. It's a rivalry. That's the name of this points. podcast. You bring up a good point, Ken. But yeah, you bring up, you bring up a good point, but you're under arrest. No, uh, in wow. a rivalry game. You also want to smack your rival in the mouth and run up the score. So it's kind of maybe something to consider is that if you get a chance, you're not just going to treat it like a normal game where you're just going to run the clock out. It's probably at the end of the year anyway like this week is. So, um, And teams fighting for bowl eligibility, another thing to remember as well. All right. I will say this. Here's what we can do, Kent. You ready? Okay. I run it with the money. We're going to do two money makers this week. We're going to do one on Friday, one on Saturday. It's the nice. only time we're going to. I like it. It's the only time, and we'll start a little tradition. This will be the only week. It's got a full well, slate. Not many weeks left. No, I know, but in in the course of going forward into next year, which I hope we keep this podcast going and through bowl season, this is going to be the only week where it's a double bonus, where it's two for the price of one. We all know how that works. Sometimes it's good. <laughs> Sometimes one of them's lazy and it's not as good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you have more opportunity. Yeah, we don't want the lazy one. We want two go getters this week, or two average ones, just evening it up. That's true. Two average still equals yeah. one good one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we can leave that in. But anyway, um, all right. So Friday, I say here's what we do. Friday, it's going to be an over-under. That's got to be where we're going. That yes. But Washington, it, Washington State. We pick the three. So it's either we have three that we like. I think you do Washington, Washington State. I was going to – Because they're going to win for 50, though, which is nice. If it gets – I mean, think about this. If the first quarter is 7-7 – Apple we're like, hey, over. we're we're heading there. Like, you know what I mean? If it's seven seven each quarter, right? And, and okay, I agree. We'll do the Apple Cup over because yeah. I can't fully count on USF for anything. That's also true too. There. Like, what and if it's forty three? Eighty four is kind of insane. Like, it'll probably happen. All right, Apple Cup over. Got to get to fifty. Right. That's all we need. That's it's gonna get there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our Friday. Saturday, the Irish. Do we, do we ride Notre Dame yet again? We wrote any down other early. contenders? I just want to get our cards on the table. Any other games that you really like? I love Georgia Tech, plus 17. Don't want to ride with... And we, we can't take Bama. We've already determined, no. right? We don't want to do another Bama first no. half. The Bama first half is the theory to go to every week. But that's giving too much. Like that. You know what, though? I'll, I'll say this, though. If you want to do car shot going out in style, a little parlay... Of who? Notre Dame, full game, Bama first half. Oh, is that outrageous get, to you? And then you get two and a half to one. But how is that, that outrageous to you? Does that take away our tie? How about that? Yeah, it expunges win, the tie it expunges off of our record. Tie? But it's a full loss. I like That's that. the streak. I like that. I like it expunges that. our tie. Yes, we pardon our tie. So we get a win yeah. and we get to pardon the tie if we get, if we hit it. The two team right. pardon. Are you with it? Yes. Are, are, are people out there, are you with it on the assumption that if it goes wrong, you get to kick my ass? <laughs> yeah, and then Kirkpatrick comes. Yeah, punches me in the stomach. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. We're 8-4-1, right. and one, but if we win this, That's a, it gets us a ninth and it expunges We can finish 10-4. and f- Yeah, we can finish 10-4 and four on this season. Let's do it. And that that's a or team. Or 8-6-1 at worst. Still a winning record. Still pretty good. Okay. Both of which would win you the Pac-12 South. <laughs> they really, I mean, both of it were bowl eligible either way. And uh, it looks good. Well, this was fun. Kent, this was a blast. Gothard, wherever you are, please, please enjoy yourself. Have a good Thanksgiving and stay safe out there. And, hey, this isn't going to end. We got conference championship week. And before that. Tiger Phil. Tiger Phil. Actually, I need to get your thoughts on that. I almost forgot. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Tiger Phil. 200 grand on the first hole of Phil Birdie. He's a raging gambler. Yeah, I think, and see, I got to really start to look into these props now 
And when it comes to this Tiger Phil, I wish it was on like regular TV just because, you know, I'm going to be doing some stuff with family out here. It'd be nice to like just sort of tune in for the last seven, eight holes and see what happens. But when it comes to this, Tiger played so well in terms of just dominant golf in the last few weeks. But I'm, I'm looking at some of the props right now. I'm getting it up on sportsbook.ag. So the first golfer to go one up. Not a sponsored site, but maybe. Yeah, whatever. It's cool. I'll give him some love. Which golfer will leave after, lead after nine holes, minus 170? I want to look for one that's great. Uh, will either golfer win three consecutive holes? Yes is plus 525. No is minus 800. I think, mm. Tiger, I think Tiger wins three consecutive holes. Wow. So plus 525. That's my bet for Friday. Will either golfer win three consecutive holes? I'll take Tiger to win outright. Okay. And then first golfer to go one up, I would avoid that because you just might lose the first hole. And frankly, I watched the 24-7 documentary on HBO, and the first hole does set up really well for Phil. So I could see Phil actually winning the first hole. He's It's basically even odds. Mm-hmm. They're both minus. Yeah. But, yeah, let's go Tiger. He'll win three consecutive holes, and at plus 525. And we know Tiger can fill holes. I mean, he's, I mean, he's fine with going three straight. I just I, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> three straight, seven straight. I was a little disappointed that Phil and Tiger was too much buddy-buddy stuff at the press conference. You know, I wanted Phil to kind of be aggressive, maybe play the heel. Like, oh, well, we all know Thanksgiving is a special time for Tiger. <laughs> He should have done. He didn't do it. Really, really That's why he missed an opportunity there. But and, I then, think- and then if you want to look, I'm going to look at a, at a correct score and just throw one out. Tiger, by the way, is minus 200 overall. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel pretty good he wins it, but you never know. Phil is highly, you know, he's a hyper competitive guy. But I'm going to look right now at the actual scores for like what's the winning score and. I'm kind of thinking Tiger's going to win four and three. Mm. So if he wins four and three, that's plus 1,200. So go four and two or four and three. So four and two is plus 3,000. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put 20 down on four and two, 20 down on four and three. That means he's up four with three holes left, up four with two left. So and then on the three consecutive holes, 20 on that for 525. Those are the three bets I'm making for this. And he just needs to win one for you to get your money and pretty much double it. So go Tiger, four and two or four and three. Tiger being back. But if Phil wins, it's like I'm going to be a little like, whoa. He showed up so poorly in every tournament last year. If he gets up just for winning money, winning $9 million, then I'm going to be like, oh, something's not really right here. Should be fun. Definitely going to be tuning into that. And again, last shout out. I want to shout out to uh, the NFL because we can get more Rams Chiefs games. Get a lot more action spilling in. That or just one. watch the Big Twelve each week, and you get two of them yeah. every week. I know that oh. was every Pat Mahomes Big Twelve game for like three years. Everyone's like, I haven't seen anything like this. It's like, yeah, you just watch college football. Pat Mahomes had a game like this literally five times a year at the Texas Tech. Like, maybe even more crazy than those ones. But, yes, it was fun. It was also weird that you have two of the best running backs in the league, and they weren't even factors, and it was still 54-51. Mahomes had five turnovers and put up 50 points. It was insane. But shout out to that. All right, Kent, blast. This was Running With The Money. We'll be back next week. Got a lot to talk about there. Still more games, conference championships weeks. Army-Navy as well. And then we're into bowl season. Lot to break down. We're going to keep going all the way through the national title, and then it'll be basketball season, hockey, whatnot. We'll get into some NFL as well. For Kent Brown, I'm Mitch Michaels. This was Run With the Money. Stay safe out there. We'll see you next week.